0: It's really, really an important thing for us to understand and recognize, and God wants to stir some things within us, move in our heart, hey, get connected here, be involved in that, do what? Be, you know, this is a lifestyle. This is what happens at work. The Holy Spirit, I, I remember when, uh, I've said this before kind of jokingly, but it's actually legit. It's funny, but it's legitimate. Um, when Tracy and I first got married, I got very frustrated because she did something nobody should ever do. She would take the ice tray. She would crack the ice tray and take a cube of ice out of the ice tray and would leave a partially full tray of ice in the freezer until she got down to leaving just one cube. And I'm just telling you, when she thought, I want four cubes of ice, and she looked in the freezer and saw that there were only four left. She took three and left one so that I would get it and had to fill it up. I'm sure that's true. I'm sure that's true. The Lord helps me discern certain things. And so I was so aggravated by this. And then the Holy Spirit spoke to me one morning, stop having such a sorry attitude and serve. And I made it my mission. Every morning I got up and I cracked the ice tray and put it in the container like you're supposed to do every day. And, and I did it as my ministry to the Lord and my ministry to my beautiful wife. And, uh, and I actually did that out of conviction and and we never had another argument about ice again. Now it wasn't very long until the Holy Spirit moved on my heart to buy a refrigerator that had an ice maker. <laughs> I was a little more motivated than otherwise. But the the point is this: it's a lifestyle. You know that there are times in your workplace, times in your neighborhood, times in your marriage, times in friendship where you stop complaining and you do something about what you can do something about. Instead of trying to change somebody and make them become what you want them to be, just be a better version of you. Allow Jesus to make you more of what He wants you to be, and it really helps things so very much. And so that's our objective in this focus and this season, getting you into a place of prayer, that you become more of what God's called you to become, that we together do that. So we're looking at the progression of the days of the week. It's been very interesting. I've heard a lot of conversation as we're finding the origin of the day and how that breaks down, and it's kind of fun to look at. I'm going to uh, continue with that today. We, we talked about you have 52, week, or yeah, 52 opportunities every year. to to express and celebrate new beginnings. Monday is not a bad day. Monday is a wonderful day. It's a day of new beginnings. You should listen to the message and and understand the origin and why that's so important. And then Tuesday, last week, we talked about how Tuesday becomes a turbulent day. It's a day of warfare. And if you look on your progression on your prayer handout, you'll see that's a day that we're praying for others. Why? Because we're going to war on behalf of other people's lives. And so it's a day of of really pursuing uh, God's plan and all of that. And so, very important messages. And today, I'm going to talk to you about Wednesday, but I can't actually bring Wednesday into focus without tying in Thursday. So, I'm going to put the two together, and you'll understand why they're very connected uh, and why they're so important for us. But, but each day, there's different progression along those lines. And Wednesday, um, if you look at creation in Scripture, what you'll find is Wednesday is the fourth day of creation. Wednesday is day number four. On day number four, God created the sun and God created the moon. And that's important. It's interesting looking at the origin of the word, and we'll get into what Woden's day and why, you know, where that comes from. But when you look at this day and you kind of study the origin of the day and, and where the wording comes from uh, with Wednesday, what you find is it's almost like a bipolar expression of the day. And this is why, because you are looking at what's ahead in the very middle of the week as you reflect on what's behind, and you have to make a choice on are you going to dwell on what you missed, or are you going to be enthused about what your opportunities are before you? And you you see the the, the contrast of those two perspectives. And so, when you Put that in the, the, the face of creation and the expression of creation. You've got the sun that gives direct light and the moon that brings reflection. And so what we're trying to do is get direction instead of just live life in reflection of what was past hump day, call it what you want. Uh, but it's interesting because the idea of Wednesday, the word origin is Woden's day. That's an old English word that later became Odin day. And if you know your Marvel characters, then Odin is actually father to... Thor, right? And guess what? Thursday is Thor's day. And so Wednesday actually produces and gives a progression. When you don't live in reflection of what you missed, but rather in anticipation of where you're going, Wednesday gives birth to another day that is yet another day of the warrior Thor's day. That's the origin of the word Thursday allow yourself to come to a place near the end of your life where you're filled with regret because you neglected understanding the new beginning God was providing for you every single week on that Monday, filled with anticipation. Tuesday, where you gain gain traction in places of warfare. Wednesday, where you step into a greater place of momentum. And Thursday, where you capture that momentum that's accelerating into a place where you're doing battle as you enter into a place of the weekend where we'll discover next week as we come. Come on, you're warriors in the kingdom of God. Fight your way through seven days a week and do it in a way that the peace of God abounds. Isn't that profound? Many times we think of fighting and battling as this you know, intense negative thing, but the peace of God passes understanding, guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus as we just start to understand what God has in store as we keep walking this out. You will never be a victorious warrior until you understand. Be still and know I am God. Be still and know I am God. So, today what we want to see is how to do that, breathing and praying. It's prayer and air. That's the title for us to focus in, prayer and and air. And I explained a little bit of what this is to be uh, last week, but I want to start this way. You know, somebody in this room can actually hold their breath longer than anybody else. And I would like to invite you to a little competition this morning. If you are good at holding your breath uh, and you're bold enough to do so, will you just stand to your feet? We're going to ask you to hold your breath as long as you can. About uh, just 30, 40 of you, go ahead. Who can hold your breath a long time? Anybody bold enough, courageous enough? Come on, I got one. Any challengers? Come on, Sylvia. I see Sylvia Holmes being volunteered. Awesome. Stand to your feet. Anybody else? Come on. Come on. Do we have any challengers? Okay, we've got a challenger. Anybody else? All right, we got a challenger here. Come on. Some warriors are rising up in the house. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you... I'm going to send you and a friend to coffee for doing this, okay? If whoever wins. Are you ready? So get ready to take your deepest breath, and then you're going to hold your breath. And when you breathe, sit down, unless you're the last person standing. Ready? One, two, hold your breath. So as they're holding their breath, um, this is about air and prayer. Their heart rate is going to start accelerating, as it's trying to get oxygen to all their extremities, and they're not giving it fresh oxygen. This shirt uh, is new, and it's just out here in the lobby today, and it is the heartbeat of God prayer, and it ties in all of this so well. So, here they are still holding their breath. I think they are going to start turning red any moment. No matter where your focus is, when you stop breathing, there's one down, When you stop breathing, your focus goes into survival mode. Survival. This could take 20 or 30 minutes here. (laughs) This is is pretty intense. These are well-trained ninjas you're seeing right here in the Destiny family. Mmm. They can't last much longer. might surprise you, though. Oh, Daniel's looking a little nervous. Yeah, yeah, he's feeling a little nervous. Oh, you can do it. You can do it. No breathing, no breathing. My goodness. Like we've been like 20 minutes now, haven't we? Oh, Jerry's got the look. Oh, there goes. Jerry's down. We got two guys. Austin, Daniel. We got Northside, Southside. Come on. Oh, Southside wins. Congrats, Daniel. There is less than $1,000 on that gift card for you, sir. Less than 1000 <laughs> Let me ask this question. How many of you would agree with me that breathing is important? Okay, I want you to understand breathing from a different perspective that actually is imperative to producing momentum in your life spiritually. And we're going to do that as we just take a look. Adam was dead. Okay, God created the body of Adam, and then he breathed life into Adam. When we're breathing, we're living. Now, think about it. When we die, our spirit leaves our body, and we no longer breathe. So there's this correlation, God breathed life, the spirit of life into Adam, and when we die, we leave this body, our spirit's gone, we no longer breathe. Air is to the body what prayer is to the spirit. It's really important for us to get this concept. This is such a basic fundamental truth of Christianity. Um, in Scripture, in part of what I'm doing right now in studying and preparing for the fall is the tabernacle. It's been so rich, just looking through all of this. But there's this article of furniture called the, um, the altar of incense right before you go into the most holy place as you're on this journey progressing through, as was revealed in Scripture. And at that altar of incense, what happens the priest comes in and they stir the coals every morning and they stir the coals every evening. And 24 hours a day, there would, be all, uh, there would be incense rising from this altar next to the very presence of God. And so, it's an expression when you read Scripture and you find out that the prayers of the saints are as the uh, incense before the Lord, then you actually understand what that was communicating in the Old Testament. Listen, you and I have the capacity to pray like we breathe 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. There's there's, there's this communication and communion with God that's coming out of you all the time. And I want to help you to see that, capture that, comprehend that, embrace that, cultivate that, cooperate with that, and really begin to walk in a deeper place of communion and communication with God through His Spirit. He desires for us to get this today. So, Lord, help us to see what it is You want us to see Help me to get past any of my own self-distraction things that happen in every one of us. Anytime we stand up in front of a group of people, Lord, really, you are the only concern for any of us right now in this moment. And I pray your voice would be heard, Lord, through everything spoken in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So here's Adam. God, breathe out. Adam, breathe in. To be inspired. The word inspired literally means to be breathed into. That's what inspired. If you find something inspiring, what's happening is there's breath of life coming into your spirit. You're drawn and attracted to that, and it's giving you an invigoration, sense of invigoration to your life, to who you are. It it starts to paint a clearer picture to some of the verses I want to point out today. Genesis 2-7, the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. It is very important that we understand what it is to truly live and not merely exist. It is very important that we understand what it is to truly live and not merely exist. Merely existing is the most frustrating expression of futility because you constantly have this sense and awareness there's something more. I know there's something more. God doesn't want you to merely exist. He wants you to truly live to discover the purposes of God in every context of your life. So this is really wild because God breathed life uh, and and breathed into Adam. And what you find when you start looking, the Old Testament language primarily is going to be Hebrew. Almost all the Old Testament is written in Hebrew, and then the New Testament is written in Greek. So those are the two prevailing languages in Scripture that interpret to our English language, and then a few verses in Aramaic in the Old Testament as well. But in both Hebrew and Greek, when you read the word uh, breathe, this word, God breathe," when you read that word breathe, that is actually the same Hebrew word that also translates spirit, in other portions of Scripture. In other words, breath and spirit are synonymous terms in the Hebrew language. And just to help reiterate the point, breath and spirit are also synonymous terms in the Greek language. When you read those words, you're really not sure, uh, you know, they're taking context to determine the expression of that word. But it's the same Greek word and it's the same Hebrew word when you look at that. So that starts to help us understand a little more paradigm uh, expansion when we're reading Scripture. Luke 18, 1 says, men ought always to pray and not to faint. Isn't it interesting that we see praying and the idea of not fainting put into the same context when we're looking at a language that communicates breathing and praying or the Spirit in a synonymous expression. Here's the reality. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. This morning, as I was walking through here, and the worship team was praying, and I I prayed through that verse, and I just felt the Holy Spirit say to me, you're going to pause in this moment, and I want to do something powerful. So, I want to pause in this moment and let God do something powerful in you. I want you to hear me as I say this. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. If you're fainting, you're not praying. And if you're faint, if you're praying, you're not fainting. If you're praying, you're not fainting. And if you're fainting, you're not praying. And we need to understand what prayer is about. God has something to say about your situation. And if you're fainting, then you're paying more attention to that which the enemy has to say about your situation than that which God has to say about your situation. Because prayer is communication with an unconquerable warrior who will wreck every enemy that tries to come in the zone of any of his sons and daughters. You can rise up and more than conquer no matter what your situation may be. Do you believe it? I believe God just wants to break some things off of us today. There's discouragement that tries to come. You know what the first thing that happens when we get discouraged? We kind of relinquish that we're not even really going to pray. It doesn't even work to pray anyway, right? You start getting these discouraging perspectives. Do you remember last week we talked about what it is to live your life in a conquerable frame of mind, and how God wants to move us from a conquerable frame of mind into a conquering frame of mind. And that happens when God breathes His Spirit into you, and you become a man or a woman of God that is is inspired and empowered by the conversation God wants to have about your situation. More than what you think about your situation. In the book of Ezekiel, you will read where God shows up to Ezekiel and he says to him in a valley of very dry bones, Ezekiel, can these bones live? Why did he even bother to ask Ezekiel about these bones? Not just bones that speak of death, not just dry bones that speak of of ultimate death, but very dry bones existing in a valley. Why did God even and ask Ezekiel because your opinion matters about your situation. I want to ask you today, can these bones live? Can these bones live? Can these bones live? Will you be inspired by God? Will you celebrate it right now and call it in? Whatever it is, you need God to intervene. God wants to do something powerful. God wants to do something powerful. Opinion matters. And if you've relinquished yourself to living in your situation in a conquerable frame of mind, then you can't even muster up the strength right now to worship your God in this moment of challenge. But let me encourage you today move beyond that and begin to listen to what God has to say. The only reason we live our lives in a conquerable state of mind is because we're rehearsing our mountain more than our God. We need to shift over, step over, and and rehearse our God more than we will our mountain. Your God is bigger than the mountain you are facing. Stop rehearsing your mountain to your God. Start rehearsing your God to your mountain. Pray. It's the heartbeat of God. It's what God's wanting us to understand. This is not just for you. This is for you to awaken in humanity. In all those that are within your reach, all of those that are within your five-feet circle all afternoon today, All of those that are within your five-feet circle all week long, tomorrow on the new beginning of Monday when you pray through that day, Tuesday as you step into a place of victorious warfare and you begin to proclaim over the lives of those around you, Wednesday as you walk into a place where God begins to release this tenacity and a tenacious faith in your heart as you propel further, faster, harder, stronger, you enter into Thor's day. And suddenly, strength of momentum that you've captured in the course of that which is going on in the week prepares you for the, for the, the, Fight of your life to help other people discover the fight of their life. You were born for this. You were born. The the days of the week are no accident. I I don't. I don't care if if it's aligning with you know other ideologies in society and in the world. You know don't dismiss things just because we we don't bring it into our theological conclusions all the time. There's significance to everything going on around us. The basis of all truth is found in Scripture. And that will always be our source of all truth. Don't, don't get confused when I start talking about, you know, concepts of Greek mythology or whatever the basis of the day. That's all fine. It exists. It's good to be aware of that. But that's not what determines my reality. How about you? What determines my reality is who Jesus Christ is, the risen king, who's God, who became man, that you and I might be free and might make other people free. May not always to pray and not to faint. If you're praying, you're not fainting. If you're fainting, you're not praying. Write this in if you would, please. A conversational relationship with God will cause you to live a life that is inspired and empowered by God. (laughs) A conversational relationship with God. Prayer is not you rehearsing your problems. Prayer is you interacting with God, stirring those coals so that incense is coming up, an exchange and a conversation is happening with God. Again, this puts into perspective and gives us a framework for the various verses of Scripture we read. I, I gave mention to this last week. Job chapter nineteen, verse seventeen: "My breath is offensive to my wife." What does that mean? Uh, Job had bad breath. That's not what that means, even though I like to use that verse sometimes. You know, sometimes people are talking to you and you just realize, whoa, that's Job nineteen seventeen right there." <laughs> <laughs> My breath is offensive to my wife. And then he goes on, he says, I am loathsome to my own brothers. What he's saying is I am in a very difficult situation. Some of you in this room can relate. You are in a very difficult situation. But what Job did was he did not breathe in his circumstances. He chose to look above his circumstances, and he would breathe in what God was breathing out to inspire his life. Therefore, what he was breathing out was not a bunch of frustration about his circumstance, not a bunch of dismissal and discouragement and disappointment and anger like all the people around him were expecting him to do, but he was breathing out something that something of an origin from heaven, not earth, that would shape and change the circumstance rather than cooperate with it. And the people that were in a state of misery, how do you know? Misery loves company. They were Frustrated that he was not proclaiming with them their aggravation, but rather he was continuing to bless God. And even his wife looked at him and said, Why don't you just curse God and die? Have you ever read that verse? But Job chose to be inspired by God in a moment when he very well had every right to give up and throw in the towel. Do not. Throw in the towel. Don't give up. Don't give in. I want to encourage you today. Remember I said it last week. Don't be surprised that you're not met with all kinds of celebration about your faith and positivity. Not everybody's going to appreciate it. They're going to find your breath offensive, spiritually speaking. In the statement I made last week, it was really good. I've thought about it this week more. But sleepers find it offensive when light hits their slumber. If they're not awakened to the purposes of God, they won't have the same level of celebration you will because they won't have the same disposition of faith. I'm just telling you, there is faith in your heart that God wants to awaken today to cause you to break break through impenetrable walls that might even look like walls of Jericho that nobody believes can come down. But if you will just believe in your heart and rise up in your faith, God will rescue you in your situation beyond your wildest imagination. Are you getting that today? Are you getting that from Him today? First Thessalonians 5:17 tells us, "Pray like you breathe." Isn't it interesting? Pray without ceasing." It's a little confusing. How do you do that driving down the highway? Close your eyes and take your hands off the wheel? How many of you know, this is good? It's a good posture of prayer. But clearly, there's more than that for us to understand when the Bible tells us, pray without ceasing, never stopping. Like incense, 24 hours a day. It's good. Get in this posture. There's sometimes I literally get on my knees in my living room and get over where I put my, foot, my feet on the footstool and I just get over that footstool and I literally put my hands... Like There's something about the posture of prayer that's really healthy in, sometimes when you pray. But prayer is more than that. You're to pray like you breathe. Because prayer is to the body what air is... I'm sorry, prayer is to the spirit what air is to the body. There's something God wants us to understand. When you choose to live a life That is inspired by God daily, you awaken your destiny. Just keep breathing in what God wants you to get from Him. (laughs) Keep breathing in. That's why we turn the page. That's why we stay true to just every day staying in Scripture. That's why we're developing. A prayer emphasis. You know, our goal here is to make disciples, not just attract a crowd. I'm, I'm preaching to you in such a way that I'm looking for you to embrace what God's wanting you to embrace and express what God's wanting you to express. That's why sometimes I start getting revved up and I'm just kind of looking at you and I'm waiting for you because we are going somewhere together. It's not about where I'm going and you're watching me. This is about where we're going because He is taking us there and we together are the team. This is not the worship team. We are the worship team. We have something to release in the atmosphere of our city when we gather in this place to pray. We have something to release in the atmosphere of our homes when we gather in this place to pray. We have something to release whenever we gather in congregational agreement in, in the places of prayer, whether that's our home and we're praying through that progression or when we're, we're gathering here corporately at six o'clock in the morning on Tuesdays. We have something to release. will not you stand with me? I want to reiterate, to be inspired literally means to be breathed into. To be inspired literally means to be breathed into. Your action point this week, because we bring God's presence to real life. Your action point, GP2RL, God's presence to real life. We want you to put this into motion, put this into action. Purpose to pray daily in agreement with the seven-day emphasis. Every day we're all praying the same thing, praying through the same verses. We're about to do that on our Wednesday, Thursday focus. All together, so we see how it's done. We get the picture. Sometimes you can hear it, learn it by hearing it. Sometimes you need to catch it. But I want to also cons- to ask you to consider maybe your community group that you attend has the discussion from the, the message, and some of the groups do that, not all do. But I want to encourage you to go to the blog and look at the discussion questions because you can take those and develop a family night where you're having family conversation based on stuff that we've all heard Today, and maybe pick one of those questions, fashion it to fit you. Groups, group leaders, fashion it to fit you. Don't just get the material, but fashion it to fit your group. Pray about it. Do that. Be the priest of your household in your family. We're trying to equip you to go somewhere with what God's revealing in our hearts and lives. So, <clears throat> Wednesday, it's a day of tenacious faith. That's the focus on Wednesday, tenacious faith. Tenacious faith. When you look on this screen, you'll see uh, this is what you can find online. It's Tenacious Faith. We're equipped by God to thrive in every crisis, circumstance, and situation. You are equipped by God to thrive in every crisis, circumstance, and situation. And so what you do is you read that, and then you just do something like this. Look this way for a second. You, you, you read that statement, and then you just you, you get it on your, your right there. We're equipped by God to thrive in every circumstance, crisis, and situation. And then you just start to walk with it. Lord, I just thank you that you've equipped me to thrive. I I don't merely survive. I thrive. I can deal with difficulty. That's just who I am. I'm wired that way. I thank you, Lord. You have designed me that way. In fact, your word says in Exodus 1, 12, the more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied and spread. That's just who we are. The more difficulty that comes our way, the more we rise up in the strength of God Almighty. 2 Thessalonians 3 says, may the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. Come on, the perseverance of Jesus will take you through whatever it is you've been walking out in your life. Psalms 118, verse 13 and 14. Will you receive this? I was pushed back and about to fall but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. Come on, be awakened to the greater strength of God than what you understand exists even in your own life. And as you embrace that momentum, it moves you right into Thursday where we declare with victorious warfare, may the Lord our God be with us and incline our hearts to him that all the people of the earth may know the Lord. First Timothy six twelve. fight the good fight of faith. We are at war and God is at work. Do not give up. Come on, just keep breathing. Keep breathing. Just breathe him in. Breathe it out breathe them in breathe it out spiritually speaking the walls come down the situations around you begin to change do you believe this? Yes. it goes on when you pass through the waters I will be with you when you pass through the difficulty God is there Jeremiah 1, they will fight against you, but they will not overcome you. For I am with you, and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. I am with you, and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. Come on, let's thank him today. Come on, victorious warriors. We give thanks today.